The Packers get ready to host the NFC Conference Championship game, the most important game in Packers history in quite a long time. Welcome back to Underage Packers, episode 57. We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but join us every week for Dr. Pepper to talk everything 1265 Lombardi. I'm one of your co-hosts, Joey, welcoming you to this special NFC Conference Championship episode. Joining me, as always, is my great co-host, Big B. What is going on? What is let's go? We are here. We we've made it. We were just talking about pre-show that we were just sitting there week one with a Aaron Nagler uh, talking about week one going against the Vikings, and we surely did not expect uh, this fantastic of a season. We got two more games to go, people. This will be the second to last game preview for underage Packers this season. Kind of crazy to think about that. Um, before we get to that, the game that's coming up, let's talk about some Packers news, some sad, some good. Um, and I think we can take some good from the sad news. Uh, yesterday, Ted Thompson, former Packers general manager, passed away at the age of 68. Um, and, and, you know, there's everybody was talking about Ted's legacy yesterday. And there, there's a lot to be said about that, you know, bringing in Aaron Rodgers, bringing in the 2010 Super Bowl team, bringing in so many starters on this fantastic 2020 team, including Devontae Adams. But I think what I realized, what I took away the most from yesterday in his passing was the the phrase, it's bigger than football, is thrown a lot, around a lot. I think it should be football is really that just that big. It's that meaningful to a lot of people. Every guest that we've had on Underage Packers, both of us, we have dedicated so much of our young lives to Packers football. And Ted Thompson was a great embodiment of that. I love Jason Wildey talking about him. He he tried to get married plenty of times. He tried, you know, he had a family. But what he viewed as true family, what he viewed as his life work was the Green Bay Packers. You can't ask for anything better than that as a GM, uh, as a fan for your GM, no matter what you think he did. I have no, none of us on the outside really know what type of person he is, but that's all you can ask for. Someone that is completely dedicated to your team and wants to make you happy. He wants to win a Super Bowl, but I feel truly on the inside, he was caring about Packers fans with every decision he made he wanted to make the right decision for the franchise's future and he did that so many times um like i said we will really never truly know what he was like as a man especially because when he talked in public he said five words at maximum um <laughs> but big d what are your inspirational words here what will you remember uh most about ted thompson um one thing I one thing I um, will remember about Ted is how dedicated he was to draft and develop. I know that's a big a big massive thing. Yeah, that Packer fans absolutely love. Um, <laughs> yeah, is draft and develop process, but just how dedicated he was to that is just kind of crazy. You know, yeah. I Not mean, bringing in any free agents. His flaw, just, like. So I saw a tweet, what will you be most glad for? What will you be most grateful for of Ted Thompson? And it's like being consistent with his philosophy. I mean, yeah. he never made free agent splashes. 
and they were extremely successful for so many years. Uh, you know, you can tell 2016, 2017, he, he, he fell off. But, you know, he was so successful for many years. He won a Super Bowl with, uh, I mean, Charles Woodson was his addition in free agency. Like, Charles Woodson was his one move in free agency. It, it proved to be pay, paid off. And, uh, you know, he really cared about the character as well. And I think just the way, I mean, my dad grew up in the watching 70s and 80s football where it's we bring in tough guys and they represent our team. I, I don't know. But, you know, that my dad also – you know, when like the Antonio Brown is like, ah, we don't need that locker room cancer, you know, so that's very important um, to me. Like I, I, I always want this to be a great locker room. And I think Ted cared about that as well. Um, and I'm glad we brought in Brian Gudikin, someone who learned under him to carry in on his legacy. All right, let's move on to some happier news. That kind of has to do with Ted Thompson as well. The Packers. Bringing back Super Bowl XLB champion, Tremont Williams. I don't care. I don't care what you think, how he's going to play. All I know, Tremont Williams is a Green Bay Packer again. Very exciting news right there. Um, I hate it you said that. Oh, my God. I'm going to punch you right in the head. My hand motion is uh, very great right there. Um <laughs> So, but let's talk about that. Uh, you know, great role in the 2010 team. And uh, look, a lot of Ravens fans, when he was signed, they don't understand the story. They don't understand the legend of Tremont Williams here in Green Bay. Oh, oh he's washed. It's like, he's not washed if he's in green and gold. You know, that's what I'm saying here right now. Um, so as far as how he can be involved in these last two games, he was signed to the practice squad. I would extremely doubt the Packers don't have the attempt to elevate him. Um, I, I truly don't see him bringing the, a veteran in like that just to keep him on the practice squad. Um, and some roles, first of all, this has nothing to do with the play of Kevin Keenan. No, he's not taking snaps away from Kevin Keenan. That's to all of you idiots on Twitter. Um, the, mainly the TJ Watt theorists. Um, uh, but so I see him taking maybe snaps over Will Redmond as a dime backer, possibly because you want someone that can tackle. He's not the fastest guy there, but you know, you put pair him up with Chris Barnes um, t- and taking maybe snaps away from Henry black, as well as on punt returns. He did that uh, a few years back with us. Maybe it was even last year. Um, and he it was great for that. And, you know, I'll let you talk in just one minute here on your thoughts on that. But I was listening, you know, with our 2019 draft episode, our preview, or our 2020 draft preview, uh, we talked about it's crazy like how just a few months ago, well, not a few at this point, but like nine months ago, we were thinking, oh, are the Packers going to bring back Tremont Williams? And now here we are in just January, like, eh, maybe we should bring back Tremont Williams, as what Brian Gudikin said. Uh, Big B, what are your thoughts on the Tron Williams signing and how much do you think we could get him involved here? All right. Well, first off, I am so happy that he is back. Um, made my day when I saw the news and happy he's wearing 38 because I'm weird like that, you know, because mm-hmm. would it be the same if he wore a exactly. different number? And I don't know how many like big plays he's actually going to make mm-hmm. in the final two games, but Jamon Williams is back. 
Exactly. Like, oh, that's all that matters. That's that's it. You know, I think I will kind of feel when Brashad Breeland, I you know, we were rooting for him to get elevated, um, be active for just one game in 2018. Like, I don't know why Packers fans had a weird obsession with getting Brashad Breeland active for a game. But when he got an interception versus Atlanta, I believe that was great. Because like, yes, Brashad, one, you did it. One of, the, one of the proudest moments of my life, by the way, that yeah. was just phenomenal. We've been rooted from all this time. If Tremont Williams gets a pick six in these last two games, oh my God. I mean, come on. And like, you know, you're you see, oh, a guy has it. Who is it? It's Tremont Williams. I, I you know, I'd just love to hear Wayne Larrabee's calling that. Oh, yes. All right. Let's let's get specifically to this game right here. Packers versus Bucks. They played earlier this year, week six, and felt network has been playing it all week. We won't talk about it though. Um so here's what we're looking at. Uh, just as an overview, we'll get more in depth here in a minute. But the back Buccaneers, their whole their team is based and built around their strong front seven with a bunch of green chasers, a bunch of idiots uh, like Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre Paul, uh, Levante David, Devin White, who are linebackers there. But, you know, they have some strong defensive linemen. We, there's plenty to be said about Ndamukong soon. We'll talk about how much we want to see him cry in pain um, on Sunday. And then you got their secondary is pretty fast and strong. Jamal Dean, Carlton Davis, and Antoine Winfield Jr., the rookie. On the offense side for Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, the veteran, coming in for trying to get his seventh ring. Then you have Gronk, his best bud, coming over to Tampa Bay as well. Uh, running a backfield with Jamal Williams' great friend, Ronald Jones, as well as uh, Leonard Fournette, who was released by the Jaguars earlier this year. Um, Bigby, what sticks out to you most on this Bucks roster going into this game? They're, they're running back group because mm. I, I really like the running back group with my, my boy Ronald Jones, Jamal Williams' best friend, like you said, yep. and Leonard Fournette. Um, if I remember... I remember we did not do a great job of containing Ronald Jones in week six. No. No. So very curious how we're going to do with that. Yeah. I think the easy answer there is the defensive line, but to me, it's almost Tom Brady just because I, I did not expect him to play this good. You look at his stats. He's been phenomenal this year. Do I think he's going to be a quarterback that can pull out victories for you? Like you can put your team on. Well, first of all, the Patriots, Never had to put their playoff hopes on Tom Brady. They were just that good. So there's that for you. Uh, Buccaneers, bandwagons from Boston there. Um, but, <laughs> you know, so I Tom Brady has been playing excellent this year. He can pick apart this defense who has actually been on a really good stretch in Green Bay. But Tom Brady had a, a toy ride. He had an easy day. He was picking apart. He was dissecting the Packers defense all day he was throwing touchdowns to Gronk who you know hasn't had the most impressive of years considering his status and he Gronk just ran all over us back in week six um let's talk here about okay let's let's start to get more in depth Packers offense versus Buccaneers defense like we mentioned this is a stronghold for the Bucks. they are fourth in sacks I think probably third or fifth Overall defense, it depends what metric you use, as always. But 
Here's the thing. Packers have an MVP. They have the most complete offense league. Bucks fans are don't want to talk about. They don't quite frankly know about the beast and Robert Tunyon, MVS, Alan Lazard, and this fantastic offensive line right here. Packers, I think the key on offense is, like I mentioned in my video, Riders for Spready. I'll put a card up here if you're watching on YouTube. Rodgers is going to have to remember not to be, not try to be, that 2014-2011 player when you're extending plays. You can't do that at this point in career, and you especially cannot do that against this Bucks front seven. Yeah, it really killed him a lot in 2019. 2020, he's done a lot better at that, like I mentioned also. He's more disciplined in the checkdowns. He's more disciplined in getting the ball out more smoothly. I love it. Um, Big B. How do you think the Packers can, um, you know, make this a better offense performance than week six? Well, I think the offense is better in general Mm -hmm. since week six. Um, Just continue, continue running the ball up the middle. Mm -hmm. That was something that I wanted them to do more in week six because Jamal Williams, the goat had that big (laughs) run and then he stopped. So yeah. What the hell are we doing here? Exactly. You know, I, I was remembering last night our, our halftime Twitter live we had at the halftime of that game, and we were talking about whatever was working for the Packers in the first quarter, after those two interceptions, they got away from it. They were, I mean, outside of the halfback tosses, they were getting some big runs on this number one ranked run defense in the league. I think literally you got to play a disciplined game again, where you are running them and you don't care if you get two yards. You're going to have to be patient with the two-yard gains. Run Jamal Williams. Run A.J. Dillon up the gut 30 times. Because not only, I mean, are you going to eventually bust one off, but you're also going to set up much more the number one quarterback, the number one offense and play action this year. Boom, you got that open for you. So the Bucks defense has a tough challenge uh, ahead of them. Packers offense has a tough challenge ahead of them. Um, Aaron Rodgers, don't. I, I, it's going to be tough. Carlton Davis isn't going to lock down Devontae Adams. I mean, we're not going to go through this again. You know, we did all last week with a big, scary Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I, I guess let's move things over to the defense side for the Packers here. They've played really well uh, this stretch. Have they had to play some startling, strong offense? No. But here's the thing. That I see if if this game turns out to be a shootout where it's whoever scores some more points and they're going back and forth. I see the Packers winning this game easily. That's all I'm thinking about this Buccaneers offense. Everybody's going to focus on Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. Packers offense much more better, much more complete. Um, You're going to have to have Adrian Amos play a much better game on uh, on Rob Gronkowski, and as well as stopping the run, like you mentioned, 113 yards for Ronald Jones, as well as getting pressure on Brady, and that's going to be so important. But, guys, I got some rough news for you. If they, if you think Mike Pettin is going to come in there, if he went on there on Monday uh, and he threw out his bonkers mind and he said, I'm going to run a completely different scheme because it's the NFC Championship game, I'm going to redirect you to what happened in 2019 here. Mike Bennett is not radically changing anything. He might try to run more packages, but you're going to still see some three-man rushes every once in a while, uh, even though it makes no sense, even though he's saying the opposite in his press conferences. Um, 
Big B, how do you see, uh, I guess, where what, – what do you think about this offense between the Buc- – uh, the offense of the Buccaneers versus Packers defense? Well, I'm definitely definitely nervous about mm-hmm. our secondary versus their wide receivers because they yeah. have three, three, stars. three very good players, and yes. we don't have three very good corners. So, <laughs> yeah. something I'm scared about. Yeah, very complete wide receiver room. I, you know, like the three stars, and then also Madden legend Scotty Miller. Oh, yep. How could I? Madden legend. Uh, I mean, the fastest guy ever created. Um, and then you got uh, Tyler Johnson, a great wide receiver from Minnesota as well. Uh, what do you think about their tight end room with Gronk, Cameron, great? Um, and I believe they have of another one there, uh, or OJ Howard is hurt, so they have Gronk, Cameron, great. What do you think of their tight end room? Oh, they got they got a lot of leadership and veterans in that room. Yeah, a lot of experience, but you know Gronk is slow as hell. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, we'll probably make them look mentally, fast, or though, mentally but. or like uh, physically. What? Mentally slow or physically slow? Both. Yeah, I don't know how much, how uh, Gronk could give a speech. It's like, let's go win it, guys. We'll have some Miller Light at my house after. You know, that's I hate that I have to root against Gronk uh, this week. He's a great guy. Um, they, but yeah, they have that leadership. Cameron Bray has also been in the league for quite a long time. Talked about their running back room. Hopefully, I mean, uh, the, those are really two aggressive runners right there. Ronald Jones is more uh, versatile in the passing game. Then you have uh, Shady McCoy. I'm pretty sure he's had like two carries all this year. Maybe he will be the secret Raheem Mostert this year. Um, don't want to even mention that name. It's scary. Um, all right. I guess some storylines to focus on this week. You got Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, earlier this year when they had to match up, Aaron Rodgers kind of demit- dismissed this overhyped uh, idea that it's quarterback versus quarterback, goat versus Tom Brady, you know, um, because they're not on the field at the same time. But it's going to be one for the agents. It's going to be one you want to save on your VCR. It's going to be ones that you burn onto a DVD. I don't know what you did in the 90s when you had a big game. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be one for the ages. Tom Brady coming to the NFC for the first time and making it to the NFC Championship. Aaron Rodgers making it to the NFC Championship for the fifth time. And he's only won it once. So... Who is going to come out on top? It's going to be uh, definitely a lot of storyline there. Uh, a lot of history, a lot of legacy, may I add. Uh, I, I think somebody asked Rodgers about this, and, you know, he's treating it as any other NFC championship game. But I personally think, who knows what Rodgers' future, like he mentioned in his press conference, uh, my, my future here is a mystical cloud something like that who knows what's going to happen who knows this could be his last playoff run in green bay i don't want to throw that out there but all i'm saying is this would be a big game for aaron Rodgers to beat tom brady to beat the team that he got dominated against in his mvp season to win nfc championship game at lambeau field and make it to his second super bowl big b how much do you think is on the line for aaron Rodgers this week too much, too much. It's a lot, lot, lot is on the line. I don't even, too much don't even know what's on the line, but I know it's a lot. Yes. Yikes, and too much. 
Yeah, I, I think especially five years, this game could mean a lot more than we think it does at this time. Again, that's all I'm saying. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, I don't think it really matters how good of a game he has. All that matters is he wins. You know, and that's what it gets to at this point. Um, I mean, we've had it's been a much better 13 and three team than last year, obviously. Uh, you know, one thing that I saw uh, speaking about playing good games, all that matters is if you win Tom Brady in conference championship games. I have some stats for you here. Uh, I should probably have verified these instead of trusting some random guys Instagram story. But Tom Brady in conference championship games, uh, zero touchdowns for zero interceptions, 84.3 rating. Another game, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, 57.5 rating. His best performance, his highest touchdown performance, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and a rating of 66.4. What did I say earlier? This team, the Patriots never had to rely on Tom Brady to win their playoff games. I don't think the Bucs do either. But again, all I'm saying. Um, Baby, do you think... Packers can pick Tom off uh, based on what you've seen from him this year. I mean, he's only had 12 interceptions, which we're used to Aaron Rodgers, two to five range, but um, that's pretty good for a 43-year-old. Do you think the Packers can get one off of Tom Brady? Um, of course. I think it's going to take yeah. some trickery um, it, because – and it's hard to trick a 43-year-old experienced veteran that's still playing at a really high level, but it's going to take – I don't think he's going to throw a risky throw. Um, so it's going to take some a big play from some defender. Maybe Jair Alexander will finally get his hands on one. Maybe Darnell Savage, the pick magnet, uh, will get his fifth on this season. Going Or to- Kevin King, finally. Kevin King would love to see it. Um, I mean, somebody's going to make a big play at some point in this game. Hopefully it's on the Packers' side. All right. Let's end it off here. I guess we'll... We'll talk about one more storyline, and we'll get some keys, some bold predictions, some key matchups, and some final score predictions, all that good stuff. All right, Nadamikatsu, you all know him. You all don't love him at all. Uh, very much history with the Packers. And, and this is where, like, Bucks fans don't understand. Like, when I say I want Nadamikatsu to cry, I want him to go to bed sobbing for the next five weeks, it's not because of his – uh, because the Bucks beat the Packers. No, it's because I hate Dominican Sue and he's hated the Packers for the past 10 years. And he's done some horrible, heinous acts through the Green Bay Packers, uh, stomping on Evan Dietrich Smith's arm. I mean, that was clearly intentional. And then he accidentally couldn't feel where the wet he was stepping on and stepped on Aaron Rodgers. Was it his shoulder or ankle? I think it was ankle or ankle. calf. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, there, there's much more that I can't recall right now. He has always been a dirty player. Respect to him, I think he's a really good player. So he sometimes gets the power to, to talk that crap. So, but uh, I, I guess what is your ideal picture? This is kind of dark. Your ideal picture to see the Dominican Sioux on the sideline this Sunday? Um, probably Aaron Donald's Aaron, yeah, Donald style. Just, Crying his eyes out. Yes. I, I don't I don't want anybody to get in a fight here. I don't want – well, I would love Dobkins to force this team a 15-yard penalty, but I don't want Lucas Patrick instigating anything. However, 
if Sue throws that first punch, if he, you know, if he gets a little antsy with Elton Jenkins or whoever he's on and he grabs him by the face mask, smack him. Look, that's all. 15 yards is 15 yards, but smack him. Okay. Uh, I want to see it. All right. Let's move on here to some big predictions for this game i can't believe i mean how can you in, introduce the nfc championship game holy crap it's going to be exciting i don't know how we're how you can build up a super bowl but nfc championship game at lambeau field Let, let's start off with key matchups big b what are your key matchups you're looking at this game oh probably our d line against their uh, offensive line yeah um love Love to see Zadarius have a big game or Kenny Clark or somebody just having a massive game. Yep. Sean Gary, it doesn't matter. Love to have like a three-sack performance for somebody. This is a type of game where you need – this is why you play pay Zadarius Smith that much money. This is why you give Kenny Clark a contract extension for four years and $70 million. This is why you select Rashawn Gary at, at the 12th overall pick for these games right now now and and those guys are definitely going to have to step up like i mentioned the Tampa bay defense line is going to eventually get pressure they just have so many great players on that defense line that they're eventually going to get pressure this packers defense line is going to have to step up though uh and make plays and that's not me doubting Zedarius and rashawn and kenny but they're going to have to make a play at some time they're going to have to force pressure up the middle mike Mike Patton, please. I know I said you're not radically changing your scheme, but can you put like maybe Zedari Smith in the middle a little bit more? Uh, my key matchup, I'll, I'll go with uh, Marquez Valdez Gantling against these safeties here. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be a game where you see a lot of deep shots from Rodgers, but MVS has come through so many times on those deep touchdowns. It would be huge to have one of those in the fourth quarter. It would be huge when we're down uh, maybe 14-17 to get right back in it with an MVS touchdown. I don't see the Bucs being able to get up that much on us, but, you know, MVS going to have to get one of those plays today. Um, that's my key matchup for this game. It's going to be tough, uh, you know, Jamal Dean, uh, Antoine Willenfield, but that's who I'm watching. Let's go to uh, bold predictions. I always love these because you can get wacky and you can get your dreams out there to the folks at home. The Motley crew, what is your bold prediction for this game, Big B? Aaron Rodgers will throw for four touchdowns and a Green Bay Packers win. Mm. My heart just exploded. Just the thought of that right there. Um, Not only a win, but a stellar performance from Aaron Rodgers, who people like to think chokes in the NFC championship game, even though he had a 16 point lead in, uh, in 2014 and didn't get the ball back, even though his defense allowed Julio Jones to run for five or get 500 yards in the air and allow 48 points. And he actually kind of, uh, was keeping as much pace as you can with that Falcons defense, even though his defense allowed a third string running back from the practice guard to run for 230 yards, uh, last year. So Aaron Rodgers does not choke. In an NFC Championship game, um, I have bold prediction here. I got to think of a random defense player to get a, a big fumble. Um, <laughs> I'll go with that. Uh, I feel in, I'm feeling a Tyler Lancaster force fumble coming up. 
We'll see how much playing time he gets with Snacks in there. Hopefully we see more of Snacks. But I am hoping, I, I just feel in my brain that Tyler Lancaster is going to get a forced fumble in this game. Okay. All right. Um, let's end it off with, I know you do your keys to victory, but let's end it off with your key to victory and then your final score prediction. Key to victory. Let's go, man. Getting pressure on Tom Brady, because we all know he goes down with just a little tap on the shoulder. Yep. So Even uh, get after him early and often. Get after him early in the game. Plant his face into that 25-degree uh, weather. Um, my key to victory will have to be um, running the ball efficiently. Like I mentioned earlier, give A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams 30 carries. Be patient with the two or three yard carries. Eventually, you'll get something going there. Um, my final score prediction: I'll go with twenty-eight. Uh, twenty Packers get the W. What is your score prediction, Big B? Okay, this well, okay, this, this is a lot higher scoring for myself <laughs> than yours. Thirty-eight, twenty-four. Mm. Green Bay wins. Oh yes. I hope this game is over by the third quarter. Um, just so, like, I just want two days from now as we're recording this to be sitting back in the fourth quarter, up by, like, maybe 17. Bucks can get some garbage time touchdowns. Oh, gosh, no weapon breaks, you know. But just sitting with the Dr. Pepper by my side, got some bottles already drank, just sipping it back, knowing we're playing in the Super Bowl in 13 days. Holy crap, people. NFC Championship game. This is different than the past two times. Okay? This is so much different. The Packers were severe underdogs, so Packers should be favorites to win this game. I mean, they are by the betting standard. I'm looking forward to it. We will be joined by Aaron Nagler tomorrow at 11.40 or 12 Eastern. The stream will start at 11.45 a.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune into that on our YouTube channel. Talking with Aaron Nagler about this game. I'm super excited for it. Big B, any final thoughts before we get in this long NFC Championship game episode? R.I.P. Ted Thompson. One final shot. Ted Thompson. Win it for Ted. Win it for yep. David. Win it for Horning. Let's do it, people. Let's get to the six. Super Bowl appearance in Packers history. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you follow us both on Twitter. You can find it below our below our video screens right now if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let's do this, people. Go, Pack, go.